Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Monday the 20th of September. My name is Ben. My voice has returned to full fitness. Check that out. I'm going to do some operatic singing at some point during this maybe. Uh, I am joined, of course, as always, by Andrew, who, like me, went to first away game in a long time this weekend. How are you doing, mate? Very good, mate. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels like it's been a long time since we can say that was a really good week for United. Mm. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, I think if you'd have offered us seven points... I mean, I was thinking about this. It's really easy to overlook how bad we were after that Luton game and how low everyone was after that Luton game. Mm. I think on paper, I've seen people say, yeah, understandably, you know, we beat two poor sides, I think, in Hull and Peter, I think it's fair to say, mm. in this league. But, wow, the steps that we've made in that since that Luton game are just... Yeah, it's incredible, really. Like I say, I don't want to get carried away with the teams that we beat, but just the, the difference in mentality and, and enjoyment, really. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? I, I'm glad you raised that, actually, because I think the thing that had got us really concerned, you and I, and I think a lot of other fans as well, was not just the results of those first five games, um, but how we'd played, which was yeah. not good, and we'd created almost nothing in all those games, and it had been a bit of a stroll for the opposition. And uh, yeah, one week, it looks a lot better. Seven points, as you said. Um, I mean, the the big thing for me... I have per- personally witnessed 11 goals for my team mm. this week, which is quite, quite wonderful after the last 18 months. How um, long did it take you to get to 11 goals last time? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. You've no, probably no chance of knowing this. No, but... <laughs> I, I do know this because I, I, I looked it up on, when I was walking back from the station on uh, on Saturday. Um, it was the manual away game was when we scored our 11th and 12th goals last season, yeah. which I think was the something like the 28th of January it was game 19 yeah. or 20 uh, I'd have said February but yeah I'll, I'll go with you with the January yeah. basically was yeah give, give or take a few days um yeah so that was entertaining and that's entertaining not just the last, last 18 months but those first five games as well um yeah a, a routine win over is it nice to say it was a ro- lovely routine win over Hull is routine the yeah. right word is that the word you'd go for there I think it was comfortable. I think we weren't spectacular. I think it's a 7 out of 10 performance, but we were just far better than them. I think I thought, I thought they were awful, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah. all. And this is where it like becomes like, I don't want to take anything away from United because, I, I mean, we had that weird last 10 minutes where they scored and we panicked a little bit and what have you, but... I do think that we could have had like another. It's another game where we could have probably had four or five with better option, with better decision making around the box and stuff. Hmm. Did we panic? Was that just the fans? Might have been just me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as they scored, I was like, "Oh no, here we go!" And then obviously Tyler Smith scored that goal, which looked like it were onside. Uh, looking at the replays, hmm. and that would have been a horribly nervy uh, last five. But I do know what I think. They had a bit of a spell without actually creating anything. They they just got on the front foot, and I think the fans got behind them a little bit more. But yeah, I think if you're watching that as a neutral, I don't think you were thinking, "Oh, Hull are going to get back into this." Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I just uh, I found that I found their goal more annoying than like, yeah. uh, "Oh no, here we here we go, it's going to be Aston Villa away" or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I you know very much enjoyed going to. Uh, an away game again, uh, even if it was a, a early kickoff, I suppose, which meant I um, didn't didn't get too much chance to enjoy the pubs of Hull. Um, yeah, there's 
I think if it had been a bit later in the day, this, it looks like some really good drinking spots in Paul. In Paul. Yeah. In Hull. We went the other way. Obviously, you as you go to the train station, everyone goes one way. We thought we'd be trying to be clever and go the other way, and we didn't, we didn't find anything. <laughs> Massively backfired. Uh, but we, um, yeah, we found a, like a, a cafe bar with no one in it hardly at all. Like a bit, obviously selling beer and stuff and. So, yeah, and like I say, in the city centre itself, because I've been to Hull a couple of times before, and it gets a bit of a bad reputation, but I've always pretty enjoyed it, actually. Mm. Yeah, maybe, well, who knows, maybe there won't be a next time uh, in the yes. <laughs> in the next season, anyway, with, with the yeah. way their season's unfolding. Yeah, I, I just just to quickly return to something you mentioned there about, like, you know, Peterborough and um, Hull are probably going to be among the weaker teams in the league. Well, we still have to beat them, and we beat them pretty handily yeah. there, haven't we? And what was that? Is it nine three on aggregate? That's that's not bad in a week. Definitely take that from where we were. So, yeah, I'm as a fan, I'm in no position to uh, get sniffy about the kinds of results that we're having uh, in this yeah. week. How? Let me throw this at you. Are you even more annoyed about the Preston result now that we beat Hull, or are you less annoyed? I'm less annoyed, but I think you're going to drop points against Hull. That's because that that Preston game, we 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 had the game won. Really, I'm annoyed in the sense that you, I, I'm like I said, I'm still not looking at the table. I'm not bothered about how many points you're behind or anything like that at the moment. But it would have been nice to have nine. I, I think the perform we we kept saying, didn't we, that we want to see the performance levels improve mm. almost as much as the results, just because we know we've got something to build on. And I think that performance against Preston, while again not spectacular, but Good enough to win a game, I think, in, against Preston. And in the last three, I think we've been the best side in all three, which is the first time I can say this this season in any game, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we certainly didn't string anything like that together in the in the Premier League last season, obviously. Um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, no matter how good a performance you think that was against Hull, it was a lot better than anything that came before oh, yeah. the international break. Um, and that's good to see. I, I'm not too worried about us being a little bit open at the back or a little bit suspect because the chances and the goals are now coming at the other end and yeah I'd, I'd rather be a, a high scoring defensively suspect team than a team that's kind of just praying to get the first goal and win 1-0 which yeah. felt like was the strategy for a lot of last season so yes that's um that, that puts me in a better place as a fan I think knowing that we can score a few goals. Yeah, we, and like I say, you, it's not like... We used to say, didn't we, go 1-0 down, game over. I know that was the Premier League, but that's what it felt like. I don't. I wouldn't feel like that anymore. No, not so much. I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to feel like this, but I do. It does now rankle a bit more for me, that Preston result, just because it's like we had, nine, we had a perfect week right there. Nine points, you know, one header away from nine points and... Yeah. Suddenly, it's like, oh, hello! Here comes, here comes the Yukanovic charge that uh, yeah. that everyone told us was going to happen. Well, it's not yeah. quite there, but yeah, seven points and eleven goals still represents a very good week indeed. Um, so, quite a few changes to the team uh, this week. Um, Sharp continues up front. I, I thought he might get rested, but I did. Yeah, I did. Starts all three games this week. It's his 300th game for United, which is a no mean feat. Um, no. And he, how many goals was that for him? Oh, I've lost count. Is it 253, maybe? 252? It's 252. 252 anyway. in 300? Mm, no, no, no. Sorry. It's, it's, that's not for United. That's his career. Oh, goals. sorry. I thought, I thought wow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Ronaldo <laughs> over it. I'm just having a quick look now. I did hear, I think it's something like 113 or something. I don't know what it is, something like that. And you have to remember that his second spell at the club, I think he got four or five or something like that. So, you know, this this third spell has been incredible, really. Yeah, very much so. Can you you name any other Blades of recent vintage who uh, have crossed the 300 appearance mark? Uh, um, Jagielka? Yeah, Jagielka's one. Um... Uh, that is a tough one. There's three more who were part of the sort of triple assault Warnock promotion era squad. Morgan? No. Ah, it's true. Let me think. Paddy Kenny. Yeah, Kenny's one. And then Paddy Kenny. Tong? Tong, yep. Tongue. And then there's one of our all time most appearance makers as well, who is now, I believe, managing in Australia. Nick Montgomery. Nick Montgomery, yeah. Those I'll are the. That, yeah. th- that's obviously not the complete list, but that's um, those are the recentish ones anyway. In the last twenty yeah. odd years, um, yeah. I, th- I think I should just say actually, the, the, the set of results this weekend it just kind of reminded me that the championship is a very silly place to uh, <laughs> quote Monty Python. So kind of kind of doubly nice in a way that our result was so uh, you know benign and bland and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, nice and easy really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's what good to have it out of the way, innit? Like, like when you kick off early, you get a win. You can just enjoy the rest of the day. You can enjoy Wednesday drawing on Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, and you know Fulham losing and uh, West yeah. Brom only drawing and yeah. uh, did Birmingham lose or draw in the Birmingham got hammered again. Yeah, hammered. Yeah, so you know t- most of the teams above us, uh, which obviously is, was most of the teams <laughs> before the last couple of weeks. Yeah, dropping yeah, yeah. points as well. And yeah, I know you're saying not looking at the table, but I. Like five points off the playoff places now. There's obviously a lot of teams in the way, but let's yeah, see. I think if you give me four even points. three, four or five, if you give me four points off the playoffs, even in December, I'd probably take that. You know, yeah. Well, we just off. from I mean, from where we were, it'd be a, a brilliant turnaround anyway. But yeah, I think I do think we'll get stronger. Obviously, we'll come on to the game. That I suppose the worry, what everyone's worrying about at the moment, is Morgan Gibbs White possibly going back in January, but. I think we should have plans in place in case that happens. We might not get someone quite as good as him, but I think we pretty much know that that's a possibility, would you say? It is. I was going to bring this up later on, but um, I think if there's one thing I've sort of learned in the la- about myself, I guess, in, not to get too deep, but in the last 18 months, it's like I'm not going to worry about things that haven't happened yet. I'm, I'm, I'll worry about things that are happening or have happened, but... I don't know. I think like so the so the worst case scenario is he gets recalled in January. Well, that's like fifteen league games away. Yeah. And if he's getting yeah. recalled in January, it's because he's the best player in the championship, and yeah, that probably sets us up very nicely for the second half of the season. He's he's not exactly. Our... He'll have done his bit. He'll have done his bit. If he if he goes back, he's done enough to go back to the Premier League for a, a team. I know they're struggling a little bit this season, but they're not. I can't see him going down or anything. Hmm. No, I think they'll be mid-table quite comfortably. Yeah. They've actually been really good. They've just like missed absolutely loads of chances, mm-hmm. Wolves. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. going to be absolutely fine. Um, I mean, he's not our player anyway. So no, you know, no. the best-case scenario is we just have until the end of the season. And I know that best-case scenario might then end up with you getting promoted with a very good player driving you towards that. But, yeah, it's, it's not like we're losing one of our actual players in January like that. You know, I'd be more worried if he was our own player, if you like. Whereas, yeah, yeah, know. completely. I think like you expecting bid from him or something like that. <clears throat> I think we, you know, if you get quality loan players, you've got to 
run the risk of someone, you know, the the, the actual team wanting him back. So yeah, exactly. This to me is a bit like um, I've probably said this loads of times on here, but I'll, I'll never forget this. I think it was a like a, a win over Fleetwood or someone like that. Oh, and Che Adams scored twice and. I'll never forget the bloke in front of me turning around and going, well, that's him sold then. I was like, for God's <laughs> sake, man. It was during the Adkins season when we'd just been absolutely awful and we just got 3-0 up and this guy's first thought was, well, that's him gone then, isn't it? And that's that's kind of like what we've got with Gibbs White at the moment. It's like, here is a brilliant player that you have got for at least the next three months, but yeah. let's hope he doesn't do too well. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. he's going to go, I'm I'm not going to worry about that all, mate. Um, I actually, he... I'm, I'm, I'm alone. I was going to the game, but I'm alone. But uh, in thinking, I thought John Fleck were out of the match, actually. He was very Everyone good. Everyone else thinks Gibbs White was. I, I gave it to Mr. Fleck. I think he's had a very good week, John Fleck. Mm-hmm. Um, driven on by having some uh, better players or better performing players around him for sure um well that's another thing that, that that's interesting actually because obviously and jay we rested so mm. the only we, all right hurahan came in but i don't think anyone was so like oh my god hurahan's here we actually only had what olsen hurahan and gibbs white were the only three players that weren't in the early version of this team so i think it just shows the confidence levels of everyone's gone up yeah ben davis as well i'd say of I, course, I, I know ben he's davis, um, uh, yeah I know he's been playing since like game three, game four, maybe. I think game four, mm-hmm. the Huddersfield game. But um, yeah, I think that does make a difference. And Osborne's uh, obviously started the season pretty well in an mm. attacking place. Although he had, a, I don't know, he had a bit of a shocker to start this game, didn't he? He just kept passing it. He just kicked it out of play every time. Yeah, really. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was... think he ended well, though. What I, what I did notice is that we got, especially in the first half, Boulder had two men on him all the way. For about twenty minutes, every time the ball went over there, it's like he's got to deal with two people. Mm. Never happened on the other side, and I think it's really easy to overlook Osborne's defensive ability in that position. Obviously, he's there to attack, and that's why you know he's, he's a forward player. Mm. But he gets back and helps Norrington Davis out as well. I thought Brewster on that other side when he started wasn't really tracking back and helping Bollock out. But obviously, mm. that all changed around because Brewster started moving around everywhere. Yeah, indeed. So yeah. Uh... Osborne comes in for um, Njai, I think, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. Berger was going to start in the other attacking midfield role, but um, got a hamstring scare, I guess, just before the game. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's just a precaution, he said, didn't I? Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. You know, he's he obviously yeah. had a long hamstring injury, uh, as in a, a long hamstring injury not that his hamstring was long although it probably is it's quite tall um, sorry what am I about <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to him starting uh, in an attacking midfield role but yeah they decided not to risk it which is um, yeah makes sense with um, well he's got a week off now obviously not playing the cup game so yeah so, yeah. so Bruce starts in that attacking midfield role instead and as you mentioned uh, Harahan comes in for Norwood which is a, again a little bit of a surprise but mm. Quite, especially as Norwood, I thought he'd had a he'd had a couple of good games in a row. Yeah, but... I was surprised Norwood. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, maybe just some fresh legs. And yeah, Ben Davies in for Jack Robinson. Hooray! Were he even on the bench? No, he wasn't. Um, Under the patio. <laughs> so they were not not from me, but they were actual cheers in the pub at, um, at half past eleven when uh, when when that. Was announced. It was like cheered like a goal, like oh, a group. I was like, oh. "Yes, no, Jack Robinson." Yeah, yeah, very glad to see Ben Davies in there. Um, after, yeah, I, I was I was concerned because the the pre match 
stuff from uh, Yukanovich was that Davies is like possibly not going to be ready for the weekend. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I thought we were going to see more more Jackie Robinson time, but fortunately not. So that was that was nice to see. Um, yeah, just quickly on Gibbs White because obviously he actually creates the first goal. Um, I mean, it's, he's he's just fantastic, you know. He's he's mm. so much better than all our other players. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's I think that's just what it comes down to. Uh, it, it must. It made me think. You know, this must be like what it was what it was like for Derby fans when they had Mason Mount on loan. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Point, actually, yeah. This guy's probably one of the best players in the championship based on these three games. Um, he's he's just yeah. I mean, what can you say about him? Even after only three games, he's just absolutely brilliant, and he's so just so fast on the ball. Like his you know his his movements in possession and the way his he's control kind of... is absolutely excellent. Like you know, like the ball just comes to his stick straight away. It's just sort of then he gets in, he runs. It's, I mean, the cross for the goal was just unbelievable. He couldn't miss, got a sharp. Yeah, nice, nice bit of play um, leading up to this with Fleck with a good sort of ball out to the wing. Bulldog um, does what I wanted him to do last week and give it to Gibbs White. And yeah, yeah just a perfect cross. And uh, I like the Sky commentary for this goal. If you've heard it, Barry, it's just it's like uh, Billy, Billy Sharp is there as he always is. Oh yeah, Words Daniel like Mann in it, the great Daniel Mann. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Sharp powers it into the net. Beautiful stuff. Our first away goal of the season. And, uh... Yeah, the thing is with Sharp as well, it's easy. It's so easy to overlook those sort of goals, and everybody does it. It's two yards out, he scores, whatever. There's no one else in that squad, and there's not many other people in this league who scores those sort of goals week in, week out. Yeah. He's had a fantastic start to the season. You know, I, I, said, yeah. la- I said last week he's got the um, most big chances created in uh, in the whole championship. Which is pretty remarkable. He's got those. He's got those three assists as well. I think he's like he's, he's up near the top of the like expected. Ass- well, the total assists and expected assists rankings is obviously our joint top scorer. We've got a load of people on two goals now, haven't we? Egan is the main man now, isn't he? He's the <laughs> yeah. top goal scorer. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's still the gold standard among our strike force sharp. Um, and yeah, the fact he's able to start three games in a week as well, I thought this would be one he'd have to. You know, yeah. put his feet up for, but yeah, yeah it's uh, awesome to see. I mean, we just—I feel like we've said this so many times about Sean, but it's—it's it's just a, a real privilege, you know, witnessing a Blades legend in real time, like, and yeah, not, not yeah. even not even tailing off. You know, he's—I think nah. he said it last week. If anything, he—he's probably better now than he was four or five years ago in terms yeah, of all round. It game. really is incredible. I think very what a class this before. It, it does change his game as well, Sharp, which is something that. I don't think he did the first time around or even when he first came in under Atkins. He puts in different sort of performances. This was obviously, it was just a nuisance. I, I call it a streetwise <laughs> performance. Mm. Um, it was always like tussling, weren't it? And, you know, getting people riled up and stuff like that. But he doesn't always play like that. You know, sometimes he'll just come and drop deep, play a ball around and stuff like that. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think you can underestimate what he gave us at the top of the pitch just by being a total nuisance. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's having a, a wonderful start to the season. When you think of some of the, you know, the chances that he's created that people have missed as well. You know, I think of mm. that McGoldrick one at, um, at uh, West Brom where he just played that perfect through ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah could add a couple more assists already. Um, you mentioned Fleck. I, I did think he was very good again, and he um, he sets up Gibbs White on the counter attack with a really good run, and uh, Ingram makes a good save from that. Yeah. 
Hull had basically one chance in the first half, which is a header from a corner, which is slightly yeah. worrying. How furious? <laughs> How so? Because obviously, at the heat of the moment, I was like, I was joking, like, turn around and go, goal coming up, it's a free kick. And then when they actually had a chance from it, I was like, what are we doing? I saw it out. <laughs> yeah. You you would hope with uh, Davies and Olsen um, getting a bit more game time that uh, that does yeah. get sorted out because we and we can't out miles wide in the end. It, 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 I look back at it and yeah, it wasn't it, it's an half chance I think. Yeah, it, uh, it just while we're talking about Davies actually, it, it did occur to me watching this game that I know we I think we said it and I've seen other fans say it as well that like well you know all right if you take Robinson out for Davies well Davies isn't a big commanding centre back either no. but yeah. watching this game against Hull who. I don't know, not the most physical team, but a no, no. couple, couple of fairly Up powerful against, uh, Is it McGuinness or whatever he's called, the McGinnis Irish? McGuinness and um, yeah. uh, Wilkes as well. Thought yeah, Wilkes, wow, he's massive. <laughs> yeah, but but this is what I was thinking. I was like, all right, so he's not a big commanding centre-back, but he's still a hell of a step up in terms of aerial ability oh, from um, from Robinson. So, you know, we don't, we don't need you know the second coming of Chris Morgan at the centre back. We shouldn't do anyway. I mean, Egan yeah. can be that player. Maybe not up to Morgan standards, but you know, yeah, Egan yeah, can yeah. be that sort of dominant aerial player. Davis just needs to be like slightly above average, and and that will lift our defensive capabilities. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, we can't uh, again. It's, well, there's no no point in going around Robinson again. But you, I don't think you can sort of overplay how much of a step up Davis or you know it is to Robinson and yeah. like as you said he doesn't have to be a 25 million pound center half he doesn't have to be Harry Maguire yeah he just has to be a, a decent championship defender really and that's what he is well he's probably better than that actually but I'm sure with the game times we'll get coming up we'll see, see him get better and better yeah I uh I very much appreciate his use of the ball as well, Davis. Like, he's just really good on the ball. I mentioned this myself. I mean, I know, like, obviously getting the view from stuff, they say, oh, he's like a Rolls-Royce defender and he's he's completely unruffled. And he really was. I, I really was impressed with his uh, distribution. Hmm. Yeah, a couple of giveaways. A little bit sloppy in the first half. The whole team, I thought, in possession. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Osborne. He just uh, looks just... comfortable, though. I think, like, yeah. for instance, you see Robinson on the ball, not to pick him out again because his other defenders are exactly the same. Bash them to a degree, I suppose. They don't look calm on the ball. Do you know what mm. I mean? They don't, they're sort of a bit erratic and all over the place. But Davis gets it, he has a look up. You can tell he's quite comfortable with the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm enjoying our um, playing it out from the back, you know? Like, um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, uh, the the tactics under Wilder at every level was all goal kicks go long, basically, like to, to yeah. a fault and... I saw someone argue against that, actually. I don't know where I saw that. It might have been on Twitter or someone. Someone said, oh, no, we played it out from the back under Wilder, but mm, we didn't. I really don't think we did, because um, I always found it... <laughs> this is nerdy. I always found it quite interesting, like, the the sheer... Because they changed the rules a couple of years ago, right, where you could come into the penalty area. I think it was yeah, two years right, ago yeah. Um, yeah. For, for goal kicks. And we just we were like a total outlier, United. Of mm-hmm. every goal kick, still went long, even though you could play it short. It was under Henderson, under Ramsdale, yeah. it was yeah. only really, I think, when Heckingbottom took over last season. Yeah, that we, we started doing Heckingbottom. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'll say about Henderson as well is that a lot of people gave him stick for his distribution based purely on stats, and a lot of those stats mm. were because he was told to kick it long. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't yeah. necessarily his poor distribution. It was just that we like aim from a Bernie or whoever's up front. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't think this is like the magic formula that um, is, is no, absolutely no. guaranteed to be better. I mean, 
you know, while the success in those years speaks for itself. We'll I'm almost certain we'll concede a goal by playing it out from the back because yeah. teams do. Man City do it. People, you know, it does happen. And people are going to be going, what are we doing messing around? But I also think we'll score by that as well. I think we'll actually, as we saw against Preston. Yeah, absolutely. But just as a, you know, purely aesthetic purposes, mm. I quite enjoy it. I like seeing my team yeah. have the ball and, you know, pass it all the way up the pitch, you know, starting with confident-looking central defenders and then getting it into informed midfielders and getting it to yeah. exciting attacking players like Gibbs White yeah. and Jai and Brewster. So, yeah, very good. Um, big incident after that penalty, uh, excuse me, after the header from the corner. Uh, Gibbs White is the one who plays another through ball to Sharp, yeah. who did look offside, but I, uh, I don't know if you've seen the replay. I think he actually was Yeah, he's tight, isn't it? Yeah, there's a fella on the far side who's playing him on, I think, or certainly yeah. close enough for it to go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he gets brought down for what looked a very clear penalty from the other end of the pitch. It took the referee ages to give this. He did. What I don't, right, I'm, I'm not being biased here because we won the game. <laughs> Should he have not been sent off if... No. Is this is this a, a, a double jeopardy rule or... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's... Um... If right. you make, if you're a judge to have made a legitimate attempt to try and right. win the ball, Fair enough. then you can't be sent off if you give away a penalty. So I was shouting, get him off, but it's just obviously clear that I don't know the rules of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think this happened with us last season as well, um, like in our uh, against us, or, or maybe in our favour actually, where we gave away a penalty, mm. and it's like that's why it's not got sent off. But um, oh, there yeah. was a Basham one, wasn't there as well? Um, Against uh, Villa, do you know when uh, the Villa guy brought him down and yeah. he should have been sent off because he quite evidently didn't attempt to play the ball, but they gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the, the double jeopardy rule. Yes, I think that's probably the example I'm thinking of. Yeah, so that's one they got wrong. Whereas yeah. here, I think it's pretty clear the guy tries to get the, you know he yeah, tries to yeah. win the ball, tries to make a tackle. He actually does end up getting the ball, but only after he's gone through sharp. So yellow card penalty. Uh, it's probably easy to say with hindsight here, but I wasn't very confident of Sharp scoring, and I don't I, know why. I, I, I was convinced they were going to miss, and I thought maybe this was just me being negative. I just just had a feeling, a real strong feeling, like this is not going in. It's. I look this up. It's his first miss since Millwall away in September 2018. It's a long time. Wow. And uh, he yeah. scored, scored his last four in between this one. So there was no reason to doubt him. And I also, I, w- I went and looked this up as well because I have it in my head that Sharp's like a average to below average penalty taker. But... I do. I, I have that in, yeah, yeah. So here's some actual facts for you. That was his, um, that was the 40, this is coming from Transfer Market, which I believe is accurate with things like this. It's not accurate for actual values of players <laughs> that yeah. people sometimes get cited. Uh, so this reckons, sorry, that reckons this was his 40th penalty of his career, Sharp, so for all clubs. All competitions, uh, not including shootouts. He scored 31 out of 40, which is 78% success rate, which is a slightly above average. So 75% yeah, 75% is the overall average, according to this massive report by Instat, who are a data company. Um, and, you know, if he sticks that one away, then he's at 80%, which you'd say is, well, that's very good. That's well above yeah, average. Yeah, yeah, you take that, yeah. So, yeah, a slightly above average penalty take. I was sort of thinking, like, mm, maybe we should let Brewster take this. Brewster right. had all of the ball. I was, mm. Brewster's having it. Brewster's having it. Like, and yeah. then, obviously, Charles like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, you know, makes makes sense. And uh, course, it was... Yeah, like you said, he's not missed for three years. I mean, he did miss in a preseason friendly, didn't he? But... Oh, I don't remember that. Was that last se- this uh, season? Right? Oh, that's the Scottish team that we played at the oh, beginning of last well, season. Who knows? And uh, he hit the Dundee. post. 
Right, okay. I think yeah. it was Dundee. Yeah, it got called off at half-time, that one. Yeah, struck struck from the records. Um, <laughs> it, it was a fairly decent penalty, but um, not quite the proper contact, and uh, keeper yeah. makes a good save for it. Um, Sharp, I actually thought their keeper played really well, by the way. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for their keeper. Yeah, I told you he had a good start to the season, you know, keep, mm. keeping them in games to an extent. Yeah. Uh, a few minute half time. Do you see how it really looks? Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the extended highlights? It... Not just that. I saw it on the screen because obviously they've got a screen, haven't mm. they? Across. Uh, it's like a few seconds behind, wasn't it? Two seconds behind, and I just glanced up at that, and it was just sharp, like effing and blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I was just not happy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, I. I mean, to be fair, I, I was preemptively livid about the potential of us not winning at half time. I think I said yeah. to you at half time, I was like, if we don't win this, I'm going to be. Unbelievably angry. <laughs> I was really downbeat actually at half time because I was thinking we've seen games like this. Hull were awful. Hull mm. had created that one chance and that was it pretty much at that point. And then and the fans were really quiet and it and they looked like a club who's in a real low spell. Stuff like that, a penalty save. It's the loudest the whole fans were. That they, they seemed so. Hey, come on! Do you know what I mean? I thought. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen games turn on things like that, you know, and even seasons turn to a degree. Like, and uh, but look, fortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, fortunately not. Um, the big thing for me was, uh, I think I said this to my dad. I was like, if he scores here, this that's the game, surely. Like, the, yeah, you know, I, I said we would have gone on to win three or four 0 which obviously pretty not, much happened anyway. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much happened anyway. But I did say at our time that he scores that, and I think second half we're talking, you know, they're going to have to come at us. It's three or four, so yeah. So uh, that, that it was frustrating. I, I shared Sharp's frustrate. You know, I'm sure he's frustrated just from a professional point of view. He wants another goal, doesn't he? But um, yeah, was a annoying one. But there you go. Half time, they sent on George Honeyman, who I yes. um, I also thought was starting this game. I don't know why. I thought he was going to start. Yeah, I thought he was one of their uh, better players actually, but mm. maybe not. Now. I think they sent Honeyman on purely to start a fight. Mm. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? I think that's yeah. I think that happened. Um, if they didn't, he certainly took it upon himself to, <laughs> to uh, make the game about that. Anyway, yeah, it was quite a spiky game this one, wasn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, particularly I think once we've gone two or three nil up, to be honest. Um, so I mean, we arrive at United's United's second goal, which was a, a set piece goal. Uh, the first one between either of these teams, apparently, all season, and as as delightful as it was, it's some of the most hilarious defending I think I've ever seen from from Hull in this corner. Yeah. I mean, just uh, do you know what? Uh, before this corner was taken, I said we've only got two men in the box. What are we doing? And then mm. we scored. <laughs> yeah, so like, like next time, just put two men in the box. We had, literally did have two men in the box as uh, who ran uh, stepped up to take it, and like. We've got no chance of scoring here. And then, obviously, goal. Yeah. We've got uh, This is Brewster on the line. There was, there was not to uh, fact-check you here, there was three three players in right. the box, but Brewster was yeah, Brewster stood on the line. Yeah, I didn't notice this until like, I was just watching the highlights this morning. I was like, that's so odd that we only had three men in the box. Yeah, but... I must have missed Brewster on the line, actually. Yeah, I was just obviously looking at the... Uh, yeah. He stood right on the goalkeeper, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... So they were man marking, but um, they have three players on the edge of their penalty area. Then our, mm. our other nearest players are like, well, for starters, it's Davies and Osborne who are not, you know, they're, they're pretty unlikely to smash one in on the volley from thirty yards. No, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think they really, I think they botched this big time, and we must have seen. Oh, they're just like marking us very tightly. Let's just just fan out, basically, you know, just yeah, just yeah, yeah, open yeah. Up the space. yeah. Clearly a plan, clearly a mm. plan, uh, and it worked. And I think. 
if I were a whole city supporter, I'd be absolutely furious by that defending because we we know how much we've struggled with set pieces and long balls and stuff like that. But mm. I think most of ours have come through either individual errors or just simply not being strong enough to win the challenge. And this was just like amateurish. I don't even I, obviously we'll come to the third one, which were even worse. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can say that again, and uh, I hope you will say that again when we get to that. Yeah, mm. so. Uh, Egan and Sharp basically stand on the penalty spot. Uh, e- Egan uh, runs past Sharp, who does a very clever thing. When I saw this back, I was like, "Yep, yeah, we're back in the championship. Yeah, no VAR here to save yep. you." Sharp just uh, sticks his oh. arm out, leans yep. into um, it's Wilkes, I think, number seven, and he's yeah, trying yeah. to pick up Egan and uh, just throws him off balance a little bit. I think it's, in some respects, I think this is a good no call because the amount of pulling and wrestling that were going on um, from Hull on yeah. our players was quite I mean, farcical. Like, I suppose if you're a Hull fan, you'd say that should have been disallowed. And, mm. But as you said, it was just going on all over the place, weren't it? I think yeah. I'd have been disappointed if that had been overturned if Arc was a thing in the championship. Mm. But at the same time, you know, he is a foul from Sharp, but they're fouling as well. So Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll try and... I think if I'm trying to be objective here, I'd say... And it was the other way around. I'd say it was weak defended by our defender if they'd been in that situation. I'd say, yeah, you've yeah. got to be stronger. There's two men, you know, just don't run into the other guy. Like, there's there's literally yeah. no one else there. We're not a big there. side. We're not a physical team. No, we're really not. Um, and certainly felt they had the height and sort of height and strength advantage yeah. in a lot of areas over the pitch. Um, so, Hurahan sends in that corner... I mean, he just knew, even though we've sort of <laughs> chided Egan for his inability to head it on target from corners, yeah. he sort of just knew this was a goal immediately because it, like it was like a training thing. He had like a free run at the ball. No one anywhere yeah. near him. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, powers it in in front of the Blades fans. Nice moment, especially after, you know, it has become a bit of a meme how bad we've been from set pieces, hasn't it? So, yeah, 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 yeah. And particularly Egan, when he's his big headers over the bar like he likes to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But he smashes it into the net, celebrates in front of the United fans. Last last goal by John Egan for United? Wolves? I believe it was Burnley. So you're on the right lines. I think it was the, ne- the, the next Wolves, game. Was... I thought, well, all right with that. After that, I thought the Wolves game were after, but yeah. Pretty sure the Burnley game came... Uh... After that, um, but yeah, you're you're on the right lines. You're going back a full season uh, plus change till uh, yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. he scored. Um, we then get another corner with a great bit of play by Gibbs White on the yeah. turn. You know, just sits the defender on his backside and hits a left footed shot. Gibbs White is right footed, correct? He yeah, seems very well, two footed. Yeah, yeah. I love that confidence. Then just like twenty five yards left footed, bang! I'm gonna have this. And yeah. uh, keeper makes a good save, goes out for a corner, and then. <laughs> Take it away. Tell me about the defending for this corner. I can't honestly. I mean, the corner took ages to be taken, didn't it? Like it, mm. it, we talk, it must have been a couple of minutes because they're all the pushing and the shoving and and the referee st- referee lost control massively, didn't it? Let's be honest in that. I mean, I, I don't. It just kept it kept blowing his whistle to say no, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, and then he'd like go back to the right. Take this, go, no, 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 and they come back again and sort of. And it's just there's people on the floor. It's just it's like everyone's drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, yeah, it sort of went and warned. I think Honeyman was wrestling with Sharp a little bit. I think it was this one, unless it was a that late was, gun. Yeah, there were two penalties I think for us there. If that didn't go in. Yeah, um, Sharp Sharp's elbow was 
sort of creepy. I think he was trying to shrug him off, but yeah, it, it was creeping into. Uh, all right, just just watch yourself here because that's that is one way that they might. Well, get the back fans after were saying like he should have been sent off short for an elbow. I think again, maybe just being biased. I, I don't think it was an elbow in the yeah. sense that you, you know, like he, he was just using his 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 arm to sort of try and get away. But yeah, bizarre from Honeyman. Very much so. So he just. Honeyman essentially just grabs Gibbs White um, and they just give Egan a free run again, don't they? I mean, yeah. I can't believe Horahan didn't beat the uh, first first man for this corner. But fortunately, <laughs> the first man was John Egan and he flicks yeah. it into the net. Yeah, Brilliant header that, by the way. It I'm was. Overlook that as a finish. Brilliant header. Yeah, pretty brave as well because it's, it's like sort of knee height, isn't it? Or mm. you know, waist yeah. height maybe, so... And going to that near post, you've got to fancy you're going to get a, a, a kick in the forehead, basically. But, yeah, yeah he, he flicks it in. Uh, beautiful moment. The cork connection strikes again Yeah, Horahan and Egan. Um, I think I've defaulted to Horahan again because it just sounds weird, Horahan. Yeah, yeah so, I'm going to say Horahan. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else does. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Connor. Um, yeah, just just farcical from Hull. Like, I mean, so this is why I'm I'm not quite willing to say, oh, we're suddenly a massive threat from set pieces. I think no. a lot of it has to do with Hull being dreadful. And yeah, I mean, that was it, really it, Obviously, the, you, I imagine the Hull management fans or whatever have thought, well, we can't match United in a in a technique sense and we've obviously got better players in them and stuff, but they have been really struggling off corners. For you to concede two goals to us off corners, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty unforgivable, really. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, as everyone's kind of appealing for a penalty, as um, Gibbs White's getting wrestled to the floor, Egan just takes it on himself to head into the net. And yeah, three nil. That was uh, that really was the game. I think um, we brought on uh, Guadiora for his debut, or Guadiora. Um, let me just put this to you: is is uh, is he our most famous player of all time? Do you know how many followers he's got on Instagram? Is it? I saw someone tweet that it might have been Hallow tweeted this. Is it like so about 1.7 million or something? It's around there, yeah. It's, it's, it's over one and a half million, which is, is three times what United have on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Why? Is there any reason behind that? Just big in Algeria, I guess. Algeria, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a former Premier League player. I think he might be one of uh, Algeria's most uh, most famous players in, in recent times. Algerian footballs was uh, Tarat was Algerian was he? Ah uh, yes, Abel Tarat. Yeah, I think he were. Yeah. yeah. So he might be in. Oh, Mares, of course. Blimey. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. this so, Okay, <laughs> there's, there's been some good ones actually, but yeah, um, yeah I, I guess it's just that, just uh, big in Algeria. Um, yeah, so he replaces uh, you know FPL legend John Lord Lundstrom as United's most globally famous player. I'd say. Um, <laughs> what, what did you make of his cameo? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant that he got booked after about four seconds. <laughs> I just I was laughing my head off. Like we've heard, it's like a bit. He's got a tackle in him, and he, he yeah, straight away, bang, right, that's it, straight in. Um, I actually think he looked really comfortable on the ball. It's really difficult to sort of to judge with the game. We were three 0 up. We were coasting probably a little bit too much, as we'll we'll come on to, but. I think he's. I thought his touch were really good. I thought his his passing range was good. He's quite clearly a decent footballer. He's not. He's not a someone who's just going to run around and like put tackles in. We'll do that as well. But yeah, very impressed with him. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was decent. Um, maybe not quite as high on his uh, debut as, as you sort of described there, I suppose. But it didn't do too much wrong. I like that he uh, 
you know, tried a 40 yard shot, like just for the hell of it, that I suppose. Yeah, that, I was like annoying. That. that was annoying. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to know if anyone's got booked earlier in their career with the club than that. Like in terms of the the actual foul, as you say, was, I mean, it must have been within 10 seconds easily. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he answers the ball on a... Oh, God, no. It was just like a throw in <laughs> straight through someone. Yeah, it might have been Honeyman actually he went through, um, which, you know, good work, I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, looked, uh, looked pretty tidy, I thought. Um, Tyler Smith comes on for them and uh, also yeah. did pretty well. I didn't realise he'd come on. I did not realise he came on until after the game. I didn't realise he scored the goal. I didn't realise he'd come on. Yeah, so he set up Hull's goal, didn't he? Um, yeah. yeah I, did, then... I, I knew, I just did not recognise him from where we were. I didn't hear him come on. So, yeah. And then after, like, all oh, right, Tyler Smith. Right, fair enough. Yeah, nice, uh, a nice running behind from him. Um, he was, I, Smith, I think he was offside like three times in his sort of first five minutes on the pitch. But yeah. um, he did get in behind uh, legally and squared it for um, Lewis Potter, who told you to watch out for. I feel like every yes. time I've picked out an opposition player, They've ended up either scoring or having a good game this season. Just so. give up on that. And get, I've, Derby next week. Just, as it, yeah. We'll get to Derby. Yeah. Um, as it happens, I couldn't find a standout player for them. So. Jab's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, Ravel, yeah, the, the ex-Blades crew. And uh, he did also have a goal disallowed, which, as you mentioned earlier, um, it took a hilarious long time for the... Uh, the whole boys in that corner to realise that it had been disallowed as well. Where, where and me, because, because we were literally the very, very back of the stand, like the, literally the back row. Yeah. And um, he went through, he scored. I just like put my head in my hands and all I could hear were cheering. So I didn't know it had been disallowed. And so sort of like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think I've got good at reading linesman's body language. You know, I can tell when they're about to give an offside. It's quite, good. A, quite a good skill, actually. So I, I knew that was... Yeah. Um, I knew that flag was coming long before it did. Poor defending that by us, though. I don't think we... We certainly didn't play for it to be offside. I've actually not seen this back. It wasn't on the extended highlights. What? uh... I I think he's onside. Right, Okay. I I think he's onside. It's a mistake by Egan. Um, It's just a ball through the middle, basically. I think we got really sloppy for about five, ten minutes, actually, after their goal. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that, yeah. Yeah. I thought McBurney did well when he came on. Uh, He went close with a shot on his left foot. Mm. Um, did the keeper save that? I'm sure that were a corner. So, in in real time at the match, I didn't think he did, but uh, I think on the highlights he might get a touch to it. Either that, or it just sort of skips just in front of him, and that kind yeah, of deviates I thought, I thought a bit. I, I thought he played all right, McBurney. I get a couple yeah. of people around us was slagging him off, but I actually thought he did all right when he came on. Bit of a new, did did what you wanted to, see, you know, three three one up. So yeah, indeed. But there is uh, there's absolutely no question who's uh, king of our forward line, mate, and that is. Billy, Captain <laughs> yeah, remember Moose? Yeah, I was. Apparently, is is back in contention according to Yukanovic. I don't know if that just For means a couple of weeks. Yeah, started training again. Um, so yeah, all three goals being headers that can't happen mm. very often. Well, the batting headed, aren't they as well? So yeah, get get them while you can, lads. <laughs> get them while you can. Yeah, everyone should be uh, flying in with the headers. But yeah. Um, and like I say, we're not a big side, so I think you've got to look at Hull uh, for certainly at least two of those goals and think, mm. yeah, that's... I mean, who knows? If they defended those set pieces and held us out for another 10 minutes or whatever it was at 1-0, they might have had a chance to get back in the game. But in the same way that we threw away the Preston game, I don't know if they threw this game away, but I think they really shot themselves in the foot in this match. Yeah. 
I was I was a bit embarrassed for them towards the end, um, yeah. which I, I didn't expect to say. I think there was about. It might even have been at three one to be honest. So they they got a goal and a bit of momentum, if you like. But we had the ball like forty yards out, and they just they weren't even trying to get it off us. Yeah, it was, they, I've not seen a team. I mean, obviously they've given up literally. I've not seen yeah. it sort of that that evidently for it a was long like, time. I mean, I think we played five minutes of injury time, didn't we? So there was like ten yeah. minutes left essentially at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was just like strolling. Maybe we strolling looked like we were going to score more another one compared to them. I think Bruce had a shot then he straight at the keeper or whatever and a couple of decisions where we decided not to go for it, if you know what I mean. But yeah, we were on the front foot more than they were, I thought, in the last five, which is weird for a team who's losing. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that lack of effort from them was was really quite embarrassing, to be honest. Um, you know, just... At least try, try and take it off yeah, us. You know, yeah. it wasn't. It's not like we were even knocking it around at the back. It was, you know, you got Osborne and Fleck on the ball in genuinely sort of forty yards from their goal, and they're just like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll give you ten yards of space, and you can pass it to an open man if you want. That's, yeah, that's it's fine. strange because from what I know of them last season, I, don't, I didn't. I think I watched them once last season, but just reading and stuff like that, they they're quite well known for getting in people's faces and stuff like. Oh, they were in League One. Yeah, they were like sort of, you know going at it every week which obviously they won the league um, and yeah I don't know it just, like I say the whole club last time I went to Hull because I didn't go to the one uh, the 3-0 one was the 3-1 under Warnock and they were they were a club on the up then they were a full ground it was sort of I think they'd just come up from two divisions in a row um, and they looked like a club and I don't know I looked at those like so many empty seats and stuff and when you've got a ground that big I think it's like 27,000 or something and you're Averaging whatever it is, twelve thousand, whatever they, whatever it is that they get, mm. it it just gives off a really hot, dull atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah, and they obviously uh, still have the same owners that they've hated for the last five or six yeah, years. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticising the fans for not going because I don't know what's actually going on. I'm just having a look. I mean, they're averaging ten thousand in a twenty-seven thousand stadium. That was the biggest attendance yeah. of the season, actually. Right. Um, with four thousand away fans, obviously. That's it. Yeah, there were fourteen thousand there, but the other ones have just got ten thousand, and it's like I say, it's twenty-seven thousand. It's not even half full. Yeah, I, I just mentioned the owners as the the general vibe is odd, obviously around the club. I mean, they you know, you think they'd be feel good, as you say, having got promoted from uh, yeah. from League One last season, and they they obviously started the season really well, the four-one win, but then this is their first goal since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it must be a strange. A strange club to follow at the moment when the off-field stuff is so wrecked and obviously it's, it's it looks strange. like they're going down again. On the view from before, they were like a couple of... See, if we lose this one, the manager has to go. It's like, got oh, you promoted mm. seven games ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Strange strange vibe around Hull. Yeah. I'm sure Hull fans will know the ins and outs much better than I do because yeah. I'm afraid I don't pay attention to that much, to be honest. Not yeah, in a... Yeah. You know, they're just another championship club, I suppose, despite mm. whatever rivalry they wish they had with us. <laughs> um... You mentioned him there just before we uh, wrap up on the whole game. I'm a bit worried about Brewster. Do you know where I'm coming um, from? Yeah, I didn't want to bring this up. I'm glad you've done it because I'll not get called negative now. But um, I've, I've got another. I've got another positive to to sandwich it. So that's fair I do want to talk uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I thought to be honest, I, I was stood next to a kid who I, I, I didn't know, and we were just talking to each other, just saying. Gosh, that's, it's quite evidently the weak link in this team at the moment, and they like it, it, the team that we put out on Saturday. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I, I just there's little bits and pieces there, little flicks and touches, and you think the guy can actually play football. Give him a football, 
you know, it, it looks fantastic with it. The other stuff, the the off the ball running, the decision making, just all over the place. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty fair summary, and I, I think it's a slightly odd time to be worried about him because this is probably one of his most involved games for us. I think his work rate was fantastic, and it has yeah. been. Nothing against him as I don't think he's one of these big time Charlies. Oh, I've come from Liverpool, I'm better than anyone. He's not like that at all. Mm. I think his decision making is is for me with the ball and without the ball, the runs that he makes and with the ball, the stuff that he does. It is. I think he's got the talent. I think he's a talented kid. Just it's almost it's a little bit like Ravel Morrison in a way. I know we mentioned him earlier, and I'm not going to put him into that bracket just yet. But you know, in the sense that Ravel Morrison giving the ball, it looks brilliant. But then the rest of the actual match is uh, is looking a bit lost. That's what Bruce looks a little bit like to me. But yeah, his his sort of awareness, like positionally and and situational awareness, as well as in I think like the game state and what makes a good decision in that moment. Um, it, it is so. It's so lacking, and yeah. I, I'm worried that... I'm really surprised that he looks like that, to be honest. I really yeah. did not expect that from him. Um, you know, having been raised in Liverpool's system and having yeah. had a, a... You know, he's obviously a under-21 international for for England, and, mm. you know, he had that really good half a season for Swansea. I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I, I like. I just worry what his like his ceiling as a player is much lower than I was expecting it to be. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I th- you know, in, in this one-off game, I thought he was pretty decent, which is why it's. I, I think you're average. Just... I don't think we're terrible. I think, yeah. like I said, when you give him the ball, you think something might happen here. To be honest, I, th- I think he's he's quite positive when he gets it and stuff. I think when he's not on the ball, they were a bit in the second half where. Sharp had gone off by this point, I think, and I think McBurney had set it up, and Osborne more like on the left wing, mm. and you're thinking Bruce is getting the box, and he was just sort of hanging back, and you think, oh, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? I don't think maybe it's a confidence thing. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to know where he's supposed to be sometimes, and yeah, yeah, that's not good. And some of his, uh, some of his shooting from, I'm, I'm happy to see him having shots because he just hasn't for most of his United career, but. Mm. It's all right. It's twenty-five yards out, loads of space, and you know the there's best no thing. in between with him. They, they yeah. either go about twenty thousand miles over the bar or straight to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, he must have had three shots from long range, all straight to the keeper. And I, I guess yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can say like, well, he's at the target. But I think in that situation of the game, we were, you know, I think they just scored to make it three-one, and maybe they just had that goal disallowed as well. And I'm thinking like. Mm. Don't shoot. Just like yeah. not from there anyway. Like there's so many other things you could do. You could dribble forwards ten yards and then have a shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or just find a find a man and we'll take some more time out of the game. I, yeah. I don't know. So I'm just worried about. I thought we would see a much bigger improvement in his in the impact he was having on games. I think that's 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 probably the best way I can put it. I think the most accurate way to put it is. Yeah, yeah. I think he's still a good player, but. I thought he'd be having much more of an impact by now, and I don't see where that's coming from. And when you when you see someone like Njai come in and immediately look excellent, it's pretty disturbing to be honest. That um, yeah, we paid that much money for him, and yeah. that's not his fault, you know. No, I it's think... not. It's not at all. Yeah, and like I say, um, I've got nothing against him, and who knows? You, it, a goal, anything, things could change. I'd play him on Tuesday night, actually. Yeah, I mean, I. I'd keep him in the team if Berger's not fit, to be honest. Mm. Like, or Injai uh, is not available. Um, yeah. Just in terms of, I thought he was okay. You know, he won the ball back several times uh, high up the pitch. He, you know, he, he works pretty well with Gibbs White. 
his overall game was all right, but I just there's things where it's just like, come on, you, you, you know, you you're supposed to be much better than that. All a lot of these other players who, you know, probably haven't had anything like the start to a career that you've had in terms of like you know prestige club and reputation and mm-hmm. international honours. They know where they're supposed to be and they make smarter decisions. So I don't know. Is is at least with the the apex striker Billy Sharp to teach him these kinds of things you hope but yeah I was I was a little bit worried about him after this just in terms of like it's just not happening for him is it in terms of it's not it's not bad luck it's just no he's just not putting it together at all and I don't know I'm I'm moving more into the camp of like I don't see that if he just gets one goal he'll go on a tear I don't yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. believing that right now I hope it happens but yeah, yeah. so there you go yeah. look a little bit worried about him. Sorry to bring the mood down a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was how I felt. I mean, he was playing slightly out of position. I thought he did all right. It's just there's there's times where I almost can't believe his lack of awareness. You know, mm. he's not like a. I don't mean he's like playing like an idiot or he's stupid or anything like that. Or he, he just think, how do you know where to be or what to do? You know, other players generally do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully puts it together. Right, my bright spot, just to wrap up on Hull. I thought Baldock's yeah. best game of the season. Defensively, um, really, although I do think he could have done better for the goal. Uh, I mm. think he lets his man go. He's a bit he's a bit asleep. It's his sort of man. He run. He's in front of him at one point, and then by the time the ball comes across, the other guy's in front of him. So Yeah, that's a fair criticism. Uh, yeah, Lewis part of their biggest sort of danger, and I mm. thought he did a really good job against him. We didn't, yeah. didn't really... He wasn't really involved going forward, I suppose, which is probably why I think this was one of his better games of the season. But yeah, just just kind of underlines defensively, he is uh, he is the man for that right back spot, I think. So um, yeah, Bogle back on the a surprise appearance on the substitute bench after yeah, Jukanovic very publicly announced that he had diarrhea. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to anyone eating the lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just love, love it. That was so good after what he'd said about um, Olsen just being like Olsen's availability. Yeah. Covid, Brexit, new rules. Not Bogle, sure. yeah, he's got diarrhea. Yeah, he's got diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> not, not he's, he's ill or anything like that. You know, he's got a stomach upset. <laughs> Weird that because obviously Osborne had vomiting as well, so there's obviously some sort of bug flying around in the in the Bromelain uh, changing room. Yeah, and uh, Slavis is taking great delight in uh, in announcing it to everyone. Yeah, um, a good week for Yukanovich overall in terms yeah. of you know feel feels like some. Footballing identity is emerging here, and obviously we get some results as well. And he, and he was, wasn't uh, that happy, was he? Mm, yeah. Do you, do you want to expand on that? I like that. It was, yeah, we're just basically saying that I think he basically said a better team of punishers uh, than Hull, um, and you know we were too sloppy, and we need to get far better in, in terms of uh, being more. Uh, what's the word? Conviction. I think needs to be better in, in both areas, but. Yeah. But that's good to know. That's good to see. Cause I think we all saw that. I don't think it were a sparkling performance or anything like that. But he deserved to win much better than it has been. But definitely, you know, things to improve on, which I'm sure will happen. Yeah, I know. That that feels like a a, a much better situation to be in. It was like, here we go. We've had a week where we've got three results, um, and uh, we can still play better. So mm. that's uh, that's a good thing. And obviously, knowing Jai for this game, that was I really. I, I, a sort of sweetener of going three 0 up. I was like, right, we don't need to risk and jai now. We yeah, can just yeah, leave him yeah, on yeah. the bench, give him a week off. It's fine. Burger yeah. as well. Burger as well. Now that looks uh, a really good decision to not risk yeah. him for this game. And we took Davies off at the end as well, which um, sounds yeah, like it yeah, was yeah. precautionary. Basham well. got a brilliant uh, reception. Mm, yeah, as as well he should. And, yeah, uh, yeah, good to see him out there. Um, 
Yeah, just talk, final thing on Jukanovic's interview. He said he said we were lacking some killing instinct. And then did you hear someone? It sounds like someone fired a gun in the background. <laughs> I do know what you mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Said yeah. it. So uh, yeah, hopefully that wasn't um, <laughs> wasn't aimed at any of our players. It's just a, the timing was wonderful. I've seen Brewster for a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't posted on Instagram for a bit. Um, yeah, it did make me laugh just the timing and you know, the fact he doesn't even blink. You kind of itch. Um, any any final thoughts on uh, on Hull City, mate? Before we move on, no, I just really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the day. Decent performance. Made you realise because, like I say, it's my first away game since Reading. Even longer for you. Mm. Um, made you realise why you used to go to away games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and uh, a lively atmosphere, shall we say. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. That that actually, for a lot of the second half, I was looking towards their fans rather than the pitch, to be fair. That's probably why I didn't see Talisman's come on, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe. You were there starting all the trouble, were you? No, 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 no. I was very well behaved at the back, just hmm. maybe giving a few rods out. And... <laughs> <laughs> a few rods. But that's rods. as far as it went. <laughs> Good. On your best behaviour, that's what I like to see. But yeah, let's, let's not get sniffy about a routine win over a team that's going to be at the bottom no. of the league, mate, after... Uh... After so long, not scoring and not winning. Um, a good week. And uh, yeah, we'll have a quick break and then we'll look at the week ahead. Hello. Thank you for listening to Blades Pod. I just want to tell you about NordVPN, which helps me to stay safe and do more online. So NordVPN encrypts my traffic on both web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure website apps or who is actually behind those dodgy public Wi-Fi networks. We're never totally sure who actually owns the internet connection or who might be looking at what you're doing or where you are or what else is going on on your device. So whether I'm working on the move or just trying to keep up with whatever's happening with the blades that week, uh, that is very helpful for me indeed. One other thing that I very much enjoy taking advantage of with NordVPN, it makes it super easy to switch my virtual location with just a single click. So that gives me access to streaming platforms that aren't available in the UK, such as Netflix overseas, Hulu, and plenty more besides. NordVPN is also super fast. You do not sacrifice speed for your security. It also costs the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month for which I get premium cybersecurity, which sounds like a very good deal to me. And talking of very good deals, they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners, which is yourself. All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod. So that is N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash bladespod. Or if you're on nordvpn.com, just use the code bladespod when you sign up. You will get 73% off your two-year plan and four bonus months absolutely free. It's 73%. It's a limited time offer. Do not wait around. Head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod today to take advantage of this great offer from NordVPN. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And yeah, we've got another game tomorrow night. It is Southampton in the League Cup. And then we've got Derby on Saturday back in the league. Mm. Are you uh, are you bothered about Cup? Not at all, to be honest. I think <laughs> I'd definitely make 11 changes or whatever. I've seen people say like we should maybe play Olsen and Davis to get them game time. I don't know, maybe that's... The... For me, just put a team out that's going to cause less damage to our league chances, personally. We're not going to win the League Cup, so... Yeah, I I, uh, I concur with that attitude. I, I would like to, yeah, I think playing Olsen would be quite worthwhile. Um, but yeah, I don't mm. want to see. I, I would also like to see a hell of a lot of changes. Um, Gibbs White and Harahan obviously can't play; they are cup tied. Mm. Um, Davies, I would imagine, is not going to play just because he, he had that slight injury. 
given Jai the full uh, ten days off. I mean, this is the thing yeah. now. We just played, we just played three games in seven days coming yeah, up the international yeah, yeah. break. So, yeah, is Stevens Great. back doing it. I know he's back in training. I wonder if he could play off. He's too early. Yeah, I'd, I'd, had a, I'd hazard a guess it's too early, and we're probably more likely to see. Jackie Longthrow again, I suppose. Yeah, I think Jackie Longthrow at left centre, at left back, should I say? Basherman, Lapore in the middle, uh, Bogle obviously playing. Mm. Maybe Norwood because he's not played. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Norwood. Um, I'd like to see uh, Brunt again. Um, so mm. yeah, I mean we've got a lot of options, haven't we? Really, to be fair, I think Southampton will probably make a lot of changes as well. They will, and I think they did the same in the last round and won nine nils. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's taking a, a, we just avoid City as well, aren't they? So the confidence will be high in the uh, Southampton, yeah, in Southampton mm. at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought they're, they're pretty comfortable in the league this season, aren't they? At the minute, am I right? Well, I haven't really... down, so yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to be all right. So, yeah. I must confess, I've not really looked at the Premier League table in great detail. Where are they? Uh, right no, no. sides in the world. <laughs> yeah, they, they're quite they're much nearer the bottom than I thought. Actually, they're um, they've only got yeah. four points, so just a couple of points off relegation. So yeah, I, I was thinking I know, they're not actually won this season. No, oh, yes, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. not had a very good start. Um, mm. Well, hopefully they don't play Che Adams for his inevitable goal against us. Yeah, yeah, and hope, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'll just take a result that's slight, and a performance that's slightly better than our last three games against Southampton, which have been just appalling. Yeah, <laughs> awful. The last three in particular, the 3-1 yeah. last game of the season, the 3-0 three, three the beat is at home? Home and uh, away? Home and away, yeah. Ridiculous. And it they could weren't have been... a good side last season. You know, they, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they were like... the. The 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 one they won at Bramall Lane was like their only a win in twenty twenty one in the league. Was that Chris Wilder's last game? I think it was. Yeah. What a way to bow out that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shocking. So I'm I'm really not bothered about um, the result in this one. Uh, obviously, it'd be wonderful to see our backup players put in a good performance and get through. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm not queuing up to get to Bramall Lane for this one. I will probably no. try and uh, view online if such a thing is possible. You know, if it's mm. if it's not possible legally, then I guess I just won't be able to watch it. And yeah, well, I'll see it. Let's talk Derby County, which is a game I'm much more interested in. No offense, Southampton and the Carabao Cup. A Derby County sneakily good this season. What's going on? Oh, I thought. They Sorry? are doing really, really, really well considering everything that's going on. I mean, obviously they're above us. Yeah. They probably won't be in a couple of weeks when they get the points knocked off. But mm. you know, they're twelfth in the league with the squad and the and they're not allowed to spend any money and everything going on behind the scenes and how bad they were last season. They're doing really well, I think. They've just they've drawn away at West Brom the last game and then beat Stoke at home. So you know, you <laughs> they've had a, they've had a really good couple of games and it's going to be difficult. Yeah, they. So yeah, they sit twelfth at the moment. They got seven points from their sorry, not they got ten points from their eighth games, eight games. Um, the, their games are weirdly uneventful. Looking at this, they've scored six in eight and conceded seven in eight. So yeah, dull, dull FC, I suppose. So far, this Jack Elker and Curtis Davis is the uh, the centre halves as well. So uh, yeah, uh, very shot, experienced, shutting down the opposition. Um, what was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah, so they, they announced the other day that they're going into administration, which mm. uh, I believe is 12 points on top of the nine that they'd already agreed to be yeah. um, docked. So I think they're gone, to be honest. I think whatever happens, about, no matter how good the team is or how well they're playing, I think they probably are going to go down. Well, that will put them 15 points off the next worst team and 
18 points off safety. Yeah. Another interesting thing will be Sam Baldock coming up against his brother George. Yeah, I'm uh, pleased you raised that because I, yeah, I count four X Blades in their squad plus the brother of a current Blade. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> certainly a strong Blades connection. Um, they've been all right this season, you know, not just the results of, um, you know, they, just looking at the, some of the stats, they're fairly sort of mid-table, lower mid-table for a lot of metrics. I, I thought they'd be right at the bottom of the league even even without a points deduction i think um, didn't you actually say they might get the last points of all least points of all time in the championship which i'm not digging you out for that i think that were a real possibility they, this is why i think that obviously it's early in the season sometimes these things happen but i think the rune is doing really well there actually this season yeah that was my hot take prediction that they uh they would do that so it, it wasn't one i totally believed in but i think i got the number wrong as well by the way i think i said it was 18 and it was actually like 21 in the end so all right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still possible um yeah the article i read had rotherham it was written like three games before the end of the season and then rotherham ended up getting like five points or something to creep it up a bit but um yeah they've done all right for themselves they uh, th- there's two things that cheered me up, um, should I need cheering up anymore. They are one of the least effective set-piece teams in the league so far. Come so, on. Yeah, they have scored <laughs> three goals from set-pieces, which is middle of the pack, but generated the third lowest XG from set-pieces. Mm. Um, the other thing is, it's another team that do not press the ball at all. They have the Good. third highest PPDA in the league and the lowest amount of turnovers generated as well. So... If you basically sort that table by teams that don't press, it's uh, it has Hull, Peterborough, and um, who's the other team we've just played? Uh, uh, sorry, Hull, Derby, Peterborough, and Derby. Yeah, 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 yeah right yeah. at the top of the league. So, yeah, if you thought we had time on the ball in those two games, then expect something similar in this one. Make um, burn though the old Swindon favourite who's uh, <laughs> put a few goals in past us in the past, aren't I? Yeah, how far back are we going there? Is that seven I don't know. years, I'm six at the, years? I'm looking at the squad now. It's like it's a weird squad, obviously, because for obvious yeah. reasons, a lot of young lads and a lot of old lads as well. Um, obviously, I didn't go to the Derby Cup game, but by all accounts, uh, Louis Sibley were unbelievable in that, mm. and he's broke into their first team now. So, oh, blimey. I actually completely forgot we'd already played them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, I think they were a fairly even game um, by all mm. accounts. But yeah, I'd like to say on paper you look at it and we should do it, but you know they do have they just drawn with West Brom away and beat Stoke at home, so they're going to be confident. Yeah, defensively they have been really good. I mean, I mentioned they only conceded seven. I'm just looking now. Uh, it's only. Two teams that have conceded less goals than they have, and uh, unsurprisingly, one is Bournemouth at the top of the league, the other is Coventry in fourth. So, mm. yeah, defensively good. They've got the um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, they, they they allow loads of shots, but have the fifth lowest xG from open play. So, yeah, um, yeah, they, they basically managed to limit teams to shots from bad areas, which is something that we were quite good at, I think, um, under Wilder. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a game we should win, but don't expect a, a 6-2, <laughs> I don't think, because uh, they have been defensively very tight. And yeah, as you it's, say... It's all like you say, the like Elk and Curtis Davis, you look at it and you think, yeah, we should be, you know what I mean? Like, your team mm. should be sprinting past those guys. But fair play, do you know what? Jags, by all accounts, from what I've read under Derby fans, are doing really well. And I don't know, massive hindsight, but you wonder, should we have kept him and got rid of Jackie Ryan Longfro instead? But <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. Um, Curtis Davis is their top scorer, by the way. And uh, mm. 
yeah, they have uh, the fourth most yellow cards in the league as well so far. Was the other thing that jumped out at me. So, uh, yeah, they they get into you a bit. So, could be a, could be a good atmosphere. I feel like games with Derby generally are obviously fairly yeah, yeah, fairly yeah, yeah. local game. Um, so yeah, it's looking for to... <laughs> yeah, not. Um, I, I'm kind of glad this is getting some attention this week. United's ticket prices are ridiculous. Borderline extortion, I'd say. And well, I know yeah. a couple of people who are like they were going to go. Like they said, like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go to this derby match. And like looked at price and said, I'm not I'm not paying that. Like, which mm. people are calling part timers, but there are people who people are classed as part timers who follow the follow United, but maybe don't go every week. And you, you're putting those people off, aren't you? Yeah, I think season tickets are wonderfully well priced. I, I thought mm. mine was, uh, yeah, borderline <laughs> a bargain. But um, if you just wanted to pick and choose your games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? Thirty-seven quid. You know, people obviously, you know, kids and family and other things, jobs and stuff like that. And then you've been told you've got to pay forty-one pound or whatever it is to to see Derby County at home. And that whole pandemic thing as well. That's kind of uh, you know left people Mm. somewhat out of pocket or out of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm glad there's been some attention put on that this week because come on, United, you can do better there. How much is that going to? I don't want to get into the maths of it all, but. How much is it actually going to harm my bottom line if you charge, you know, five quid less or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Probably not very much. No. Anyway, yeah, this is certainly this Derby game has uh, raised attention of uh, how much Derby are having to pay for, for the the game to come to Bramall Lane. Um, yeah, I don't know. I um, I always do see this as a bit of a, a rivalry game, to be honest. So. As as much of a, a plight as they're in, and uh, it is self inflicted plight. We should uh, we should add. Yeah, um, yeah, true. Yeah, I hope we absolutely stuff them, of course, and uh, get three more points and keep climbing up that league table. Because yeah, as I say, only four points off six as it stands. So everything is looking a lot better to be a blade this week than it was uh, eight days ago. So pretty happy with that overall. Yeah, yeah, definitely been a good week, very good week. As like I said, as as, as we started. It's easy to overlook how bad we were <laughs> just two weeks ago and how low everyone were, and now everything's looking a lot more positive. Yeah, it feels like such a long time ago already, doesn't it? it? Does. Even that, maybe that's the three games in a week factor, but yeah, even that Peterborough game feels a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah. looking up, mate. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, a good showing from what I expect to be a second string team tomorrow evening in the cup yeah and then on to derby on saturday and uh yeah let's hope we see you know and jai back in the team maybe burger will be available hopefully davies will be good to go gibbs white obviously billy sharp he loves a goal against derby doesn't he he really does yeah and uh, i suppose that's where the final word on the on this weekend's football should be is uh that man billy sharp finding the back of the net as he always does brilliant to see um what you got to plug mate before we finish uh yeah view from uh hull uh which was yeah quite spicy um but a lot of it is just basically their rubbish but yeah check that out at panchero and <laughs> um, follow me on panchero on twitter or at royviewfrom.com and got a new episode of mainly out today and it's a listener's request from the greatly named neil warlock's pseudocrem on twitter <laughs> Um, and he asked us to do Mike Porky Parry, the uh, the broadcaster. So we've uh, that that's just come out today, just before I uh, recorded this for you. Yes, I saw the tweets. I have to say, Neil Warnock's pseudocrem is 
is one of my very, very favourite Twitter names. And I, Unbelievable, I, isn't it? <laughs> I have a smile every time I see it pop up on Twitter. So good. <laughs> Absolutely top tier name. Uh, brilliant, mate. Well, thanks for your time, isn't it? Isn't it great to, uh, you know, get together on a Monday and talk about United winning again? Yeah, Absolutely. well, that's three in a week now. Obviously, we were disappointed uh, on Wednesday. But, you know, last two weekends, last two Mondays, happy times times indeed and let's hope we're in a similar state of mind next weekend after the uh, the game with Derby we will wrap it up there thanks so much as always for your time uh, good to see you albeit quite briefly on Saturday for we for our afternoons took different literally different pathways by the sounds yeah. of it yeah I ended up yeah. in I ended up inside a drinking establishment and you uh, ended up near one I, would, I think I'll... Well, yeah, I would drink on the streets like a tramp. I'll, I'll assess. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, yeah, we couldn't get in anywhere. Um, but yeah, I forgot you, you go because obviously we we set off at nine a.m. or whatever. You're like nowhere's open. It's like yeah, uh, it's dark. <laughs> and, uh, many of the places that were open had a, a devastatingly small amount of staff serving beers. Yeah. So yeah, you probably. You probably played it right to be on it, just drinking yeah, on the uh, drinking on the street like a tramp. Um, there we go. That's that's a good place to end it. I think. Uh, thank you as always for your time. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, I will catch up with you soon, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. <laughs>